Hallelujah. Let's stop where we are. The grasshopper mentality. Many of us have heard, or we have read in scriptures, Romans chapter 8 from verse 28, the Bible says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who, are, who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Now, verse 29 says, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that it might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, this he also called. Whom he called, this he also justified. Whom he justified, this he also glorified. We have also heard about the word destiny. Destiny means the plan of God for a Christian, not as the world interprets it. To someone else in the world, destiny means whatever will happen, will happen. To some people, they said, oh, it's been written about me. And when bad things happen to people, they say, it's destiny. But that's not the portion of every Christian. This is what the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. That is what defines our own destiny as Christians. And I want to lay some foundation, link these two scriptures, then we will roll from there. He says, whom he foreknew, he also predestined. The Bible tells us in uh, Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 5, before I formed thee in the womb, I knew thee. So all of us, God knew us before he created us. Before I formed you in the womb. I knew you. Now he says, predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Verse 30, whom he predestined, this he also called. Whom he called, he justified. And whom he justified, he also glorified. That calling that gives us a glorious destiny in God is new life. If you are a born-again believer, you are a Christian. You are the one the Bible is talking about in Romans chapter 8 from verse 28. We have been called to be glorified. We have been called to be justified. So that is our destiny in God. That is what must happen to us as Christians. So now, how does grasshopper mentality fit into this? Sometimes Christians, people can be very complacent and just conclude, well, whatever will happen, will happen, let me do nothing. Now, the worship team took some powerful songs this morning. We can change the world. We can change the world. But the truth is that for you to be able to change the world, you must be able to change yourself. That is where it begins. If you are not able to change yourself, you cannot change the world. Now, does that remove your potentials? No. But potentials miss nothing if it will not find fulfillment in our lives. They say we can change the world. So now, how do we change the world? The same thing is how do we fulfill our destiny in God? God created us for a purpose, give us our destiny, give us a destiny. But how do we fulfill this destiny? 
What are the hindrances that can stop us from fulfilling God's plan for our life? Sometimes we are praying for the plans of God to come to pass in our lives. We are praying to see manifestations of God's plan. And many a times we don't know what happened. We are sincere people. We have good hearts. We want to do the right thing. But we just can't connect what happens from between what we are doing and the result that we desire. That is the reason why I'm bringing this message to you this morning. Now, let's look at the story of the children of Israel. Because this scripture in Numbers 13 is about them. We know that. In Exodus chapter 3, the Lord had an encounter, Moses had an encounter with God. God himself called Moses and said to him, I've had the pains, the afflictions of my people in Egypt. And I want to send you to go and bring them out of slavery. Is somebody following me? That is the plan of God for their lives. If you ask me, Pastor, what are you talking about this morning? I'm trying to show you from God's word that what you do and what you don't do can hinder the fulfillment of God's plan. So it's not enough to know God's plan. You have a responsibility on your path. Now, God sent Moses. Moses was just by himself, minding his own business. Then the Lord sent Moses, go and meet Pharaoh and negotiate their freedom. And you know, it's a long story, you know that the Bible talks about the nine wonders of Egypt. All kinds of miracles took place. All kinds of manifestations of who God is. All kinds of things happen. They had swarms. They have flies. Their water turns into blood. They, their day became dark. All kinds of things. God showed himself to confirm that he wanted them out of Egypt. Right? So now as they journeyed, they now got to this point. They were about to enter the promised land. They had seen all kinds of miracles. Some of us, we have seen the hand of God. We have seen manifestations, faithfulness of God in our lives. That when we are not faithful, it doesn't make sense. Because you cannot doubt what you have seen. Now, Pastor just called now. How many people's whose income doubled this year? And it takes the hand of God for incomes to double. So that is manifestations. And all of us here, I am sure we have seen the faithfulness of God. The first one you saw that I can tell you is this. When you gave your life to Jesus, it probably wasn't intentional. Some of us were unwilling when we gave our life to Jesus. I wasn't praying to be born again when I got born again. I didn't know I was going to come out and give my life to Jesus that day. If I knew, I probably would not have gone. So, so, so it was the first faithfulness of God. When the call was made, I ran out like they called my name. From the time the call was made, I didn't know what happened again. I wasn't in control of my life. The faithfulness of God. The Bible says, whom he called. So you are a born-again believer today because God called you. That was the beginning of his faithfulness in our lives. 
Now, going back to the children of Israel, they were about to enter the promised land. They had seen the army of Pharaoh perish at the Red Sea. Now, if God did something like that for somebody, you should be fearless the rest of your life. Does that make sense, people of God? You should never be afraid of anything. So there's some of us live in fear. And we forget about the faithfulness of God that we have, that we have, seen, that we have seen. Now, the Bible says, if you faint in the days of adversity, your strength is small. What does that mean? The days of adversity, the days of challenges are the days to look at God's credibility and God's records in our lives. At the beginning of this COVID-19 lockdown, I kept shouting in our church, the Bible says, all things work together for good to those that love the Lord. This will work out for our good. So Satan meant it for evil, but God will always use this to work out for our good. Now, the truth is this. In an eight-month period, there has been no eight-month in the history of, of our church that have gone to bless new homes than the last eight months. People buy new homes. People buy new homes. People buy new homes inside the pandemic. All things working together for good for those that love the Lord. Now, children of Israel, God already invested miracles in their life, trying to take them to the promised land. But I'm trying to submit to you, it is not enough for God to promise. You must accept the promise of God. You have a part to play. Now, these people, they said, that's why I said I wanted us to read it from the beginning so that we can all get in the same floor together. Now, they went, 10, 12 people went into the promised land. And 10 came back and said, yes, the land is good. The land is, is, is filled with milk and honey. The land has a lot of potentials. They said, but. Now they began to look at negative things. So now, if you read that scriptures to the end, I will read this one in verse, if, if, if you can help me at the back so that we can all see it, in verse 33. They said, there we saw the giants, the descendant of Hanak came from the giants. We were like grasshoppers on our own side. And so we were in their sight. My question is this. If you feel like grasshopper, how do you know what is in their sight? How do you know what they see? Is somebody following me? Many of us disqualified ourselves from God's blessing by how we feel about ourselves. God had demolished the army of Pharaoh. They had, only God can mention how much blood was shed in the wilderness to get them to that point. But they said, we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. What am I trying to tell you this morning? All of God's promise, God is able to bring to pass in your life. 
There is nothing that God has told you as a promise that God is not committed to doing. But don't let situations that you see around you, don't even let the lockdown disqualify you or, or, or disappoint you or discourage you from God's plan. Now, there's lockdown pretty much all over the world, but heavens are not locked down. God is not locked down. God is not doing, is still doing miracles. So now let me tell you what happened. The Bible says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. What does that mean? We are, some of us, all the things we're believing God to do in our lives this year, we put it on hold. Because the whole world is on lockdown. No, God is not on lockdown. There is no day the last one year that you pray that God wouldn't answer. So anything and everything that God promised, God is able to do. But these people, they say, we were like grasshoppers. We were like grasshoppers. I asked myself, how? They said, then we also look like grasshoppers in their eyes. So when the people saw us, they saw grasshoppers. Now the question is this, how did you know how they felt about you? The grasshopper mentality. What are the attributes of a grasshopper mentality? We can read from these scriptures. Number one thing, the grasshopper mentality only sees the negatives in everything. It doesn't see the positive. You are not going to be able to change the world. You are not going to be able to change your life. You will not be able to move forward in life if all you see are negatives. There will always be opposition and challenges to overcome in this world. That is the truth. If you want to be successful in life, you must turn the oppositions, you must turn the negative to strength and determination to do more. Is somebody hearing me? Now, we are in San Francisco area by God's grace. The first thing I heard, now, when I came from, uh, we came from Africa 20 years ago, got into California then, moved to Atlanta, Georgia to pastor for three years. When the Lord said, go back to California, I never, I didn't want to go back on my own. It didn't feel like going back. Everything looked better for Christian in the East Coast. <laughs> you can easily get a church building. You can easily run into Christians. You don't run to atheists, Hindus. I'm not saying they are not here, but not us. Everywhere in our faces in California. You can easily get a building. You can easily get a permit and stuff like that. So when the Lord said to me, you're going to go to California to start a church. I called my auntie in Indianapolis, the first discouragement. She told me why it cannot be California. I'm talking about opposition, overcoming challenges, and not being negative. Then I know how much it costs to buy a house in Georgia. I know how much it costs to buy a house in California. But Whatever God wants to do in your life, if you are going to get to your promised land, you must be ready to overcome 
challenges. Then I got to California. All I had was, you can't get a church building here. You can't do this. It's difficult to get a church building. In the area of church buildings, God has given us the cheapest exploit. Every building we like, we get. Now, there were things people were saying, not California. Somebody told me something must be wrong with you for moving back to California. Somebody told me that. But buildings that were supposed to be the first opposition, the first challenge, God gave us sweet victory, sir. Our church was three years old when we bought the first building for a million dollars. Three years old. Few years after, bought another one. Few years after, bought another one. Was supposed to be a factor of discouragement. If you are going to fulfill your destiny in God, if you are going to get to where God wants you to get to in life, you must learn to overcome adversity. So the fact that somebody says no, it doesn't mean that's the end of the road. Is somebody hearing me? You knock on some doors, it's closed against you. You eat some doors, it's locked, nobody's opening it. Sometimes you may have to break some doors to get to where you are going in life. Now, let's look at what they say, the children of Israel. They went to look at the good of the land. They say it is true, it flows with milk and honey. They said, nevertheless, the people that dwell in the land are strong. They began to look at problems. Now, what they failed to do, now the people are strong, but God is stronger. Are you hearing me? Yes, you may be faced with some situations right now, but God is stronger. And that is the one on your side. It doesn't matter who is against you, if God is on your side. They began to highlight the excuses. They said, the people are strong, right? Now, compared to the army of Pharaoh, this is nothing. God already destroyed the army of Pharaoh, the strongest army in those days. Is somebody hearing me? It's like, it's like, this is not a good example. This nation, the greatest nation on earth by the grace of God, and it will remain the greatest nation. Now, it's like America demolished, I'm just using an example, I don't know if it's the right one. Let's say Russia, right? Which I know is, have some powers militarily. Let's say America had demolished the Russian army completely. It doesn't exist. Then one tiny country in one island, America now face and say, we are like grasshopper before them. Does that make sense? So now, they began to highlight the excuses. Now, then they said, the giants are in that land. You know why they are saying that? Goliath is from the tribe of the Anak. Goliath came from the Hanakite. So what they were saying is that the land, they were all giants in that land. Now, Goliath was the captain of the army. He only took one stone. 
with the help of God for David to knock him down. Grasshopper mentality people don't look at their strength. They always only look at what is against them. I don't know who God is speaking to this morning here. You have been discouraged. Because when you open your eyes, all you see are everything. Speaking negative, pushing you on every side. All you need to do is to let God come alive inside of you. Who is for you is more than everything that is against you. So the, the grasshopper mentality only sees negatives in everything. They are not positives. Christians, we are never supposed to be negative in our lives. That's why the Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. So every time you see the positive, you see what is faith, what the word of God says. There is nothing negative about God's word. If we receive word from the Lord, everything is positive. Now, grasshopper mentality, they don't recognize opportunities. It is also smart for us as Christians, when we see opportunities, we recognize it. And I'm going to use an example for you. I didn't meet Pastor when this property was purchased. But he recognized, we have not even talked about this thing, but I picture in my head that if he went for this expanse of land, how many years ago, sir? About 15 years ago, it was an opportunity. You wouldn't pay what to pay 15 years ago for that land now if you have to do it. 18 years ago. So, Christian, you must recognize opportunity. Now, they saw the land filled with milk and honey. That should drive them. That should be a driving force behind them. And being able to look into the future. If you don't see this thing, you are going to see what is negative. For example, if you want to start a business, Pastor has been talking about people that double people that are in business. You want to start a business, you will go through the beginning levels, whether you like it or not. The Bible says, don't despise the days of small beginnings. This church wasn't like this 18 years ago. So you have to endure the beginnings. You have to endure the beginnings. If God has laid it on your heart to start a business, please go start now. Let me tell you what is going to happen. If you don't start, the next five years, you remain the same. If you start, the next five years, you have changed your story. And either ways, five years will roll by quickly. So, negative, uh, 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 grasshopper mentality people are negative people. Negative people. They always are negative. Now, grasshopper mentality always dwells on past failures. Don't let your past mistakes hold you down. Please. Don't let your past failures. The fact that you failed yesterday doesn't mean you are a failure. You've only learned one way not to do it again. That you have failed before. You made wrong choice. You make wrong decisions in the 
Don't dwell there. Don't stay there. Move on and make the right one. Nobody cares how many mistakes you have made in your life when you be, if you begin to make right ones. We make mistakes. That's the truth. But don't sit on your mistakes. There are a lot that you can do right than what you got wrong. Grasshopper mentality people dwell on past mistakes. And it is Satan's trap for you not to do nothing with your life. You never dwell on your past mistakes. No man in this world is hero free. Even the people who celebrate the stars, the people who will go halftime the world, either Christian or no Christian, even great pastors make mistakes. But nobody cares about your mistakes if you get a couple of things right. You can make five mistakes and make one right call. And that one right call, the result will outweigh, nobody will remember your five mistakes. So grasshopper mentality people, you don't dwell on your past. If you are here this morning, you have been married before, and you got burnt, and you say you won't get married again, that's not what Christians should do. Learn what you did that was wrong in the first one, and make solid decisions to get it right next time. So what I'm trying to say this morning is this. You never dwell on your past mistakes. It's a grasshopper mentality. Now, why is this important? Do you know that the, most of the children of Israel that left Egypt, they didn't make it to promised land simply because they think like grasshoppers? We're probably going to get there later in the day. Simply because of how they think. Does it make sense? It doesn't make sense because God disinherited them. In case you don't know, that is very, very important. Let me show you how you know that is very, very important. Why I am thinking is a, is a serious thing. Now, in, in chapter 14 of Numbers, so all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried. And the people wept that night. And they complained against Moses and Aaron. And your congregation said to them, If only we had died in the land of Egypt, or if only we had died in this wilderness. So they complain and complain and complain. Now, let me see, let me show you how God sees it. Glory be to the name of the Lord. At some point, they even felt like they felt like stony Moses. Somebody took you out of slavery. You want to stone? Now, if Moses had taken you out of Egypt and promised, you know what, I'm going to set you free from slavery, but once you are out of the fence, you're on your own. Won't they jump at that? Is it not enough for somebody to take you out of slavery? But at several points, they felt like stoning him because of their grasp. You know what they said? They said, it's, it's better if we had died in Egypt. Grasshopper mentality people, mentality people they are ungrateful people. 
they are ungrateful people. If you read that story going on in, in, in chapter 14, God said, I will make for you, God told Moses, he said, see how these people have rejected me. He said, I will make for you a nation greater than they. I will disinherit them. So in other words, I will cut them off from my will. For thinking like grasshopper. As Christians, every time we fail to see the promise of God and we allow situations to override our purpose in God, we are being ungrateful. God sees it as rejection. Now, grasshopper mentality people, they only see weaknesses. They don't see strength. Like I said before, their strength should, be, should come from God destroyed the army of Pharaoh at the Red Sea. Nothing like that had happened before. Nobody knew that a sea can be split in half for a passage for the children of Israel. It was a passage, it was a way of escape for them. The same passage that was their way of escape was the destruction of the army of Israel. Nobody had seen that before. And God did that. Then you call yourself grasshoppers down the road. So it is important how we see ourselves. Now, as a pastor, I see many young people, even old people, that feel low about themselves. That is the lie of the devil. You are not what Satan thinks you are. You are first and foremost, you are God's child. And that is more than anything else you think you are not. So today, we have many, there are many situations of low self-esteem, low self-worth, problems. People are just not able to fulfill their potentials. So now, you need to see yourself the way God sees you. God does not see a failure in anyone. Because he already invested his only son, Jesus Christ, for you and I. That is all that you and I need. We just must take advantage of it and don't let our circumstance or situation redefine us. Even when people call you that name, it means nothing. To be honest, let, let me say this, if this will help somebody this morning. Don't ever let what somebody say get to you. Somebody calls you big for nothing. The truth is that, are you big for nothing? If you call me a fool, the, the, the most likely response from me will be a laugh. <laughs> because it doesn't make sense. I don't see myself as a fool. So it, I will laugh because I know how much you don't know me then I know how much you don't know God's plan for me. Is somebody hearing me? So what somebody calls you means nothing. They just don't have a clue of the plans and the purpose of God for your life. And they have the right not to know who you are because you have not told them. Is somebody hearing me this morning? These people call themselves grasshoppers and they missed the promised land. 
they fail to see themselves from God's strength. They fail to see themselves from God's ability. They forgot everything God did in Egypt. All the miracles. Now, when we are going through challenges in life, I'm going to show you something in scriptures. When we are going through challenges in life, you know what God wants us to look at? He wants us to look at his record. He wants us to look at the testimonies of our lives. I preached a message many, some years back, the breakthrough power of testimonies. What does that mean? There is power in testimonies if we can go back to what God did. How did I know? Do you know that when David was going to face Goliath, all he had on his resume was testimony of what God had done for him. When he, when he took him to the king, the king looked at him. This is a small boy. Goliath, you've never been to war in your life. You've never been trained a soldier. You don't know anything about fight. The only thing you have fought in your life are animals. Then you know what he said? He said, when I was keeping my father's sheep, a lion and a bear came and took one of the animals. I ran after it, took the bear, and clubbed the lion to death. Now, the necessary thing for you to do as a shepherd, if you have some animals, a lion came and catch one and ran. For you to run the other direction with the others. David ran after it, took the, took the animal, and killed the lion. Killed the bear. Then he shared the testimony with Saul. God wants us to look at his faithfulness in our lives. The day he saved you when you couldn't save yourself. The day you were helpless and he helped you. The day that it looked like nothing will come through, but God came through. Let me show you something in Numbers chapter 14. Now, when these people complain and all this, they are complaining and all those things, in verse 11, the Bible says, Then the Lord said to Moses, How long will these people reject me? How long will they not believe me? With all the signs which I performed among them, I will strike them with a pestilence and disinherit them. In other words, the promise that I gave them, I will withdraw it. So when you and I fail to see God's faithfulness, it may disqualify us from God's blessing. Because I tell myself, these people had no reason not to make it to the promised land. Mentality is very, very important. That's why I name it uh, grasshopper mentality. Why is it important? Geographically speaking, is a 35-day walk from Egypt to Canaan. It's still there up to now. To take a walk from Egypt to the promised land, if you have to go by road till now, is a walk of 35 days. If you fly, it's two hours. Now, they weren't flying, so we understand that. But 35 days journey took 40 years, and they still didn't make it. Do you know why they didn't make it? Why it took 40, 40 years? God was waiting for them to change their thinking. God was waiting for them to change their mentality. People of God, 
you need the right mentality to catch the promise of God. Now, the, 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 this young people minister, they said, we can change the world. But it has to be with the right mentality. And what is that mentality? Mentality of faith. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I cannot be discouraged. I cannot give up just because there is an opposition. When we bought our first building in Oakland in 2008, 2008 November, we bought the building. Then December, we're getting to put it together. It was an old movie terror. Guess what happened? Some people called the city and told the city to come and shut us down. The city didn't know that we bought any, bu any building. We didn't have money to go to the, because we spent all the money, all our money to buy the building. We're just trying to begin to fix. The city came and shut us down, locked us down completely. Now, when I heard that, when it happened, it was so painful. We had planned to move there for watch night service, New Year's Eve. They came like December 22nd, 23rd, they locked us down. And their office would not reopen until January. So we couldn't hold the service there. Now, guess what happened? The contractor went to the city several times to try to get this permit, this thing lifted. They refused. Then I told the contractor, I said, I'm going to have to go now. I don't know anything about building. I don't know what to tell them about wood, about all this stuff. But maybe they need some anointing of the Holy Ghost. Then I went to the city. My heart broke. When they told me, some people called them to stop us. That's opposition. That's discouragement. The first time I heard, the whole day I was sick. Because I, I, you, I thought everybody would be happy with us, for us. Just a small group of people, just got a building. I thought people may not celebrate your progress. You may have oppositions where you work. You may have a difficult boss, a difficult manager. It, it, things may not go your way, but don't ever be discouraged. You put in some papers for some applications, they say no. It doesn't mean you should stop. Overnight, I, I came over my hunger. I was shocked that people wanted us to stop. They didn't want us there. But you know what happened? One Monday, I decided to go there by myself. I took Pastor Esther with me. Guess what happened? It's a long story. That day, every, every old, every ban was lifted. One day. One day. I did everything, then I called the contractors to go back to them. What if we had stopped? I may never have met you. It may have been our hand in ministry. What if we had stopped? So, Pastor, you say, so what are you saying this morning? What I'm saying is this. Don't develop a grasshopper mentality. A grasshopper mentality gives up too soon. You never stop. You never quit trying. You never stop making effort. That's what I'm saying this morning. Three million people did not make it to the promised land because of how they are thinking. God said, I will disinherit them. Disinherit is from the word inheritance. In other words, I have to give them an inheritance, then I will disconnect them. I'm not giving them again. I'm not taking them to the promised land again. That's what God said. Just 
because of the way they think. I want to admonish you this morning. No matter how low you feel about yourself, about your situation, it is not scriptural. I'm saying, for we walk by faith, not by sight. What is faith? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It can be done. Nothing shall be impossible for those who trust in the Lord. That's what the Bible says. Nothing shall be impossible. You can own that company. You can get that position. You can get it done. You can run that business. That business can become a million-dollar business. can become a $10 million business. But you have to be able to see it. You cannot change the world if you don't change what you see. We did not give up on that building. Guess what happened? They gave us a temporary relief. They said, okay, you guys can go work on it. We'll come and... Uh, for the first time, I found out the building department is different. Electrical is different. Plumbing is different. Another one is different. Four different people will come and inspect. Fire marshal. And they were coming. We kept fixing. We kept fixing until we were clear. Let me tell you what happened. The last day... The last person I was supposed to clear, clear was electrical. He saw everything was right. And all of a sudden, we are taking a power strip, a long one. We plug it somewhere here. Took it through the attic to the back to take power somewhere. The guy was walking out and he saw it. He said, what is this? I said, power strip. He said, for what? I said, we use it to take power there. He said, no. Then we had the stairs. Then I sat on the stairs like this at the lobby. So he said, so, Pastor, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to ding you for this thing. I said, listen, we have done everything you guys want us to do. Just for power strip? Can you just tell me to remove it and do something else? <laughs> then I, I had some holy hunger in me. I said, anything you want to do, do. If you want to clear us, clear. If you want to keep us banned, leave. <laughs> then he looked at me. He said, Pastor, take it easy. Take it easy. I said, number one, I didn't know about plumbing. I didn't know about electrical. I didn't know about, electric, uh, I didn't know about engineering. Do this, it's done. Do this, it's done. I said, all of a sudden, it's all this yellow cable. Then you're going to put us on... <laughs> So the guy came by himself, he unplugged it, <laughs> then he checked it right. <laughs> now, what I'm saying is this. There are many Christians, you have one more effort, one more step to your breakthrough. One more step, one more try. One more positive thinking. One more strength, one more faith. But I said, for we walk by faith, not by sight. By faith means by I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We walk by faith, not by sight. What is sight? Sight is feeding from all the negatives that happen around the house. Please don't tie your destiny to the outcome of this COVID-19 lockdown. 
don't tie. The Bible says, all things work together for good to those that love the Lord. You tell yourself, no matter the lockdown, it will work out for my good. I am going to come out of it stronger, richer, better, more blessed because all things will work out for my good. Now, listen, people of God. Some say, well, that's not how I feel. Your feelings cannot invalidate the power of God's word. You tell yourself, it will work out for my good. That's what I keep telling people. You know, during this lockdown, we did a whole remodeling of one of our churches. The one on the school campus, we doubled the capacity. We doubled the capacity of the church. 100% increase in the building capacity, capacity during the lockdown. During the lockdown, we upgraded all our equipment. During the lockdown. So, it's all about what you see. Somebody sees as a problem, see it as an opportunity. The moment you see as an opportunity, ideas will begin to flow. Ideas will begin to come into them. All things work together for good to those that love the Lord. Don't be a grasshopper mentality Christian. Those people were God's children, but they did not make it to their promised land. God's plan is for you to enter your promised land. God's purpose is for you to get to find fulfillment in his will. But don't forget, you cannot be negative. You cannot ignore opportunities and look at problems. Is somebody hearing me? You cannot be a complainer. Children of Israel were always complaining. And the Bible says, those who complain in the wilderness were destroyed by the destroyers. Some people didn't make it because they're always complaining about everything. Don't be a complainer. Be a doer. You must do something. This lockdown is designed for your advantage. It's designed, and Satan, and I'm going to say this to you, there's a lot of fear out there. If you, read, if, you, if you watch the TV too much, you read news too much, you're going to be afraid. Don't expect good news on CNN or on television. That's how many times have you heard them, oh, breaking news. Somebody just gave their life to Jesus. Even if you tell them, they will not carry it. It will look abnormal. How many times have you seen that? Those are breaking news. How many times have you seen on CNN? Breaking news. One pastor just prayed. And this family got a breakthrough. You know what they are doing? They are selling their news. And you don't have to buy it. So what do you buy? Let me say, buy the truth. Buy the truth. What's the truth? God's word. So you go by what the word of God says. You see, your remote control has something off and on buttons. So you can determine when to watch and when not to watch. Then it has some other buttons. You can determine the channels. <laughs> I don't hear anything negative. That's the truth. 
If I turn, I don't watch TV by an hack, but if I happen to turn it on, if it is negative reporting, I have power, I have paid for the TV, so I have the right to turn it off. So you block your ears. Satan will use this as a liability to the way you think. Don't say, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Lastly, what does by sight means? Gathering everything around you. Sight, the realm of the senses. What you hear, what you feel, what you touch, what you were told. So you live by those things. Unfortunately, those things are not, are not positive. There are more negative things around us in our world today. You have people dying. You have people fighting. You have people struggling. They tell you somebody just died. Somebody, all bad news, they say. On CNN, on any of the news network, you're going to say, oh, somebody just entered a place and stabbed 10 people. Somebody just killed himself and killed the family. Those are negative news. But somebody just pray and there's a deliverance. Somebody got delivered. They don't carry those. I'm not saying you should be anti-news. I'm only telling you the Bible says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Well, but, you know, if you watch them because you want to take current, don't let them affect the way you live. But if you get too much of them, they will affect how you think. My prayer is that your mentality will be right. Your mentality will be positive. Even during this lockdown, you begin to be to have renewed energy, renewed strength to move forward in life. Thank you very much this morning. I want to believe that will be a blessing to somebody. In Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah. Come on, let's put our hands together for the Lord. Thank you.